Welcome in to the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Well, hey, 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 hey. Welcome to the show. This is to get you happy on our 93.7 The Ticket. I'm your host, Ricky C. Simmons. You know, I was just really sitting here thinking about something. I got to give a special shout out to the Nebraska football program. They invited all the former players down yesterday, man. Uh, showed a lot of love, and I just want to show that love back. I appreciate that. It meant a lot to feel welcome. So, big shout out to the Nebraska football program for that. Got a chance to meet head coach Matt Rule and some of the other coaches, man, and really like what I what I heard and like what I saw. So we're off to a good start and I'm kind of getting excited about spring ball and want to see what they're going to do on this spring game. You know, before we get started tonight, I want to talk to you a little bit about being grateful. I always like to talk about something on a positive tip. You know, being grateful, it's real easy to complain. And I know this firsthand because that used to be my specialty, complaining. I had no patience, and I wanted everything yesterday. And, I mean, if I couldn't get it yesterday, I needed R-A-T now. Not right, right now. And I want everybody to understand something. You must think about this. You don't got to agree with it, but you need to think about this. Be grateful for the things that you do have because there's always somebody that has it a little bit worse. Just want to throw that out there, just give you a little something to think about. Again, welcome to the show, man. We got a great show tonight. Uh, it's going to be some some laughing. It's going to be some joking and some storytelling. I want to start off by saying big shout out to Austin. I appreciate the fact that you're, you know, that you're showing love man, and, and, and doing what you do. So thank you, Austin. That means the world to me. And um, before we get to my guest, I got to tell y'all a little story about my guest. I've been knowing this fella for quite a while. <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny because he's very competitive. Always have been and probably always will be. I don't know if he got it honestly, but maybe he did. I'm not sure. But my guest, ever since I can remember, has always wanted to win. And he's not going to admit to this part, but I'm going to put it up. I'm going to put it out there anyway. In the fifth grade, he outran me by letting beat me. But he didn't think I let him beat him. Then when he got in high school, I couldn't beat him. So I quit racing him. Welcome to the show, Tyler Bullock. A.K.A. T. Bull, what's going on with you? Hey, man, not much. Everything not much. good? Everything's great. Okay, okay. Everything's well, great. You, you know I had to I had to put you out there for a little bit because I know I know how you get down. Oh, we got to give a special shout out to to Cal, man, Killer yeah, Cal. Yeah, yeah, Calvin and Jesse uh, welcomed welcomed in their their newborn son on Friday, Christopher Anton Christensen, named after the great Christopher. Christensen, his dad. What? So uh, he's already off to a great start, man. Where I went went by and saw him today. I uh, had the opportunity to meet him, and 
just a stud. Okay, just well, stud. well, well, Calvin, I want you to know if you're listening, there's a new boss in the house now. So <laughs> just realize that you, you're no longer the boss. The boss is, <laughs> you got a new boss. Congratulations, though, Cal. Really, really, really proud of you guys, man. And, you know, I think that's big. So now you get a chance to see what everybody else sees. So do your thing, and, uh, you know, we're going to be checking on you. So T-Bull, you grew up here in Lincoln, man, and uh, went to Goodrich. After Goodrich, you ended up at, I want to say, where did you go to school after that? Lincoln High? So... Yeah, my freshman year, I played sports for Lincoln High. For Lincoln High. And um, North Star, where I ended up finishing, hadn't even opened yet. Okay. So my sophomore year was the first year of that school's existence. Okay. And the funny story, well, the quick story, I guess, of how I got there. Mm -hmm. um, so Lincoln High, my freshman year, we won the state title. And I say we just because I was at the school. I didn't play. Okay, like, okay, you know, that's was, all right, but you was on the squad. <laughs> yeah, I, I was that guy just, just that bright-eyed, bushy-tailed yeah. freshman just kind of taking it all in. Uh, and that team was, well, obviously they won the state title. Right, so, right, right. So we go through that whole season, win the state title. I'm at the bottom of the dog pile, you name it. And uh, I'm riding down 27th Street with my mom, right over there by the McDonald's, 27th and Vine, for those of you that are from the area. And uh, she asked me a simple question. She said, uh, if there were no sports, where would you go? I'm like, well, I want to stay at Lincoln High. We just want a state championship. Football team's talking about putting me on varsity next year. Uh, I was still up in the air about track. But, you know, I, I'm going to Lincoln High. So to answer the question, if there were no sports, well, I'll probably go to North Star. Right? That's where all my friends are going. Mm -hmm. And she didn't even acknowledge my response. She just turned as if I didn't say anything and we were driving back down 27th Street. Well, before I knew it, I was getting North Star mail. <laughs> say, say, back door. <laughs> so, so she took that, she took that, you know, bigger than sports and, and wanted to make sure that, that my well-being was going to be not predicated solely on the athletic side. And so, um, you know, I don't regret it one bit. You know, I still have friendships um, from both schools, obviously athletics, which we'll get into, I'm sure, a little bit yeah, later. Yeah, right, right. Um, worked out well, so, yeah, but she didn't even acknowledge it. She just said, okay. When you uh, when you first went to, you said North Star, I know it's, you opened North Star, basically. I, I had a part of it. Yeah. I, I had a part in the athletic program. Well, you kind of set the standard there, too, because uh, I was just there uh, during basketball season, and I still saw pictures of you up in the wall, on the wall. So you got a few records over there, yeah, so you made yeah. your mark. Yeah, I did. I, you know, I, like I said, I contributed a little bit to the start. depends on who you ask, how much or how <laughs> less. But uh, everybody is entitled to, to their opinion. But, yeah, I guess, like I said earlier, my, my sophomore year was the first year of his existence. Okay. And so – you know, we had an opportunity to create a lot of firsts. You know, right. I can remember my first varsity game on, on the basketball side, my sophomore year at Lincoln Southwest. You know, we won that game, and you, you thought we won the state championship. The first game of the season. First game, first game, <laughs> first game ever. You know, and uh, I couldn't tell you the stats or how well or how poorly I played individually, but, you know, as you just said earlier, I, I have one thing on my mind, that's just winning. Right. Well, you know, that was the whole – that's the one thing I do know about you. You're very competitive. I uh, I understand you played f football, basketball, and track 
and you was varsity as a sophomore. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, well, what I saw up there was you had a lot of success, apparently, because if I remember correctly, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but there was a, there was a football picture of you. Uh, what, what did you accomplish in football? I, if I have to t- put me on the spot, I don't know. And, and again, I'm not one to brag or boast. I got you. you. And I'll tell a story here on a second on, on the whole humble aspect. But I, I want to say I was second team All-State, something okay. along that other. Um, we won't get into the uh, the play calling selection in that time. <laughs> but uh, sure, sure would have loved to see that ball in the air a little bit more, and I'll just <laughs> leave it at that. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, football was, you know, I always played football growing up just because, you know, if I'm being honest, because you did. Right. You know, and, and anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah. I, oh, let me let me stop you right there because I remember hearing this statement in high school. After having success, a reporter asked you once, he was like, yo, uh, man, your dad played on some good teams. You know, if you get a chance to play college ball, how would you do? And you looked at the guy and then looked at me and said, well, I don't really like football. <laughs> I've just been beating him with everything he do since I was in fifth grade. <laughs> so I just showed him if he could do it, anybody could do it. And he yep. said, I'm a basketball player. So you went in, uh, you went out and, and had a lot of success on the court too. Yeah, uh, I'll get out at North Star. I'll start, we'll skip all the other stuff and go straight to high school. But again, I was kind of thrown into the fire a little bit. Sophomore year, brand new school. I had a chance to play varsity right away. Right. So that kind of started it for me. And then other people kind of realized that I was going to be, I don't want to say different, but I had an ability to continue to play after high school before I even did. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, after I went through my sophomore year, the chatter kind of started going into my junior year season. Um, and then once my junior year kind of ran its course and had some success, had a really good team, lost in the district final. Uh, going into my senior year, it was, it was as you would say, on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, <laughs> so it was on and popping. <laughs> it, was, it was on after that. So, that, you know, I, was, uh, I had a fortunate – I was fortunate to be a part of some pretty good youth teams. Mm-hmm. Um, if we want to go back to football, back in the midget days, uh, I'm not sure what they call it now, but back in when I played, we, I played for police, and, we, you know, we, our team was loaded, right, and as, as loaded as an eighth-grade team. Can yeah, be, right, right, go right. Go down the list and name them. And uh, so we went undefeated, won the city championship, but – Going into my senior year, I was part of the Nebraska Bison Red Team, which now there's so many teams, it's a little bit different. But back then, there weren't that many. Right, right. And so, you know, I, I, my, my, my boy Matt Starks, you know Starks. Yep, yep, right, right. If I, if I called him right now, he'd better tell you our record, what tournament we won, <laughs> say, what days say, we played. Matt, Matt's a walking stat machine. <laughs> who, who we played against in Texas. He's like, remember that game we played Dexter Pittman and then he had eight points, ten rebounds. No, man. No. So, oh, Matt. But, but uh, love him to death. Yeah, but, shout uh, out Matt Starks. He um, – he was part of that team, and we, and we were pretty good. You know, we, we had, you know, Matt Hill, who ended up at Texas, Andrew Bridger, who I played with at UNO, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mitch Alvarez, who also I played with UNO all down the line. And so that team was historically and statistically one of the best teams that they've had, and we still talk about it to this day. And, you know, I'll put that, I'll put that roster up against uh, any, any Nebraska AAU team. So I just want to get that out there. Now, when you, when you got done, uh, I think what I remember was – in basketball, after your senior season, you led the state in scoring. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, you got full ride offer to University of Denver. Yep. Okay. Tell us about that experience. What did you think about Denver? Uh, well, Denver, the city was unbelievable. Okay. Absolutely amazing. I loved it. And I was only 17, 18 years old, so I really didn't even truly get to experience it. But you could sense the difference. Right, you know, right. Being, coming from Lincoln, and, and I love Lincoln, but just living in Denver was a little bit of a different feel. Uh, the basketball part of it, like you said, all I want to do is win. So we didn't have a very successful season. But, you know, playing in some of those arenas, you know, my first college basketball game ever was at Colorado. Oh, OK. You know, and so I'm guarding Richie Roby. <laughs> Freshman year, you know, I get in the locker room, my name next to his. I was like, hold up. You know, he's 6'6", six, six, wing, talking about NBA potential stuff. And I'm a, and I'm a freshman coming into my first game. Wasn't even 100% sure I was going to be starting. You know? <laughs> so, so it's quite the wake-up call. But, you know, never back down from a challenge. Really, really uh, still talk to quite a few of those guys that I played with on that team. Um, and, and very fortunate to have, to have had that opportunity. Yeah. Now, you left Denver, and then you came, what, to Kearney for? Yeah, I went to Kearney for a semester. Uh, just because uh, Matt Starks, who I just alluded to, yeah. and, and, and another friend of mine, Jeff Martin, they were on that team. I knew those guys, and um, you know Drake Baronic, who was also on my Bison team, played at played at Carney, ended up finishing up at Nebraska. Uh, so they had a pretty good team, mm -hmm. you know. And so I was like, hell, I can go in there and yeah. just kind of fit in and 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 compete, and we'll, we'll have a really good team in, in that league and and probably in, in the country. Right. Well, at the end of that season, the two reasons I went there, Matt Starks and Jeff Martin, they decided to transfer. So I'm like, okay, now I got to think about it. And come to find out, you know, they were kind of the first of the two dominoes to fall. Right. And another guy left and another guy left. And so. Kind of left the, the covers kind of bare. Yeah, a little bit. So long story short, they ended up at UNO. So I made a phone call and th thankfully Andrew Bridger was at UNO who I knew had a relationship with, who uh, had an opportunity to talk to, to Coach Hanson. And uh, they welcomed me with open, open arms, and the rest is kind of history. Yeah, well, you had quite a bit of success because you had two seasons there. And just I'm going off of memory here, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you scored like a 1,000 points. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know the exact number. Um, I probably should have probably came more prepared, but uh, I was the fastest player in school history to reach 1,000. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was always a goal of mine to be in the thousand point scoring club yeah. for whatever school I ended up at, whether that had been Denver or, you know, obviously UNO. But when I got to UNO, I only had two seasons. So, right, right, so right. Because you had the red shirt, wasn't you? Yeah, I had to sit out because the, the whole transfer stuff. Yep. And okay. then, uh, yeah, once I was able to play that first year, which was should have been my senior year, ended up being my junior year. Correct. Uh, I had to get to work. You know? Gotcha. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. Obviously, scoring a thousand points was in the back of my mind. But at the end of the day, I just wanted to win games. Right, right, and and, and that's the name of the game. You know, you, you want to win. Now, after your UNO career, what happened next? So I played a little bit. Uh, I played in a league out in Canada very briefly. Mm -hmm. uh, I had two stints out there. First stint, I went out. Was you was injured when you went? Yeah, to yeah. Well, okay, yeah. Actually, I forgot. I had forgot about that. I was playing an open gym up at UNO, and I broke my hand, my left hand. And so I had a cast all the way up until two days before I was supposed to leave for Canada. Right. And so it's obviously not 100%, you yeah. know, and, and no excuses, never one to make them. But I went out there with, you know, 
not quite a hundred percent and then I end up tweaking a quad or something like that and you know that that level even though it was kind of a semi-pro or minor league it's cutthroat oh absolutely you know what I mean that 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 professional rank is if you can't help us we can't help you yeah right yeah yeah you ain't got to go home but you gotta get away from here (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly and so um I went out there shortly came back home kind of hung around a little bit worked some odd end jobs uh, my agent at the time called me and said a team out in London, Canada, uh, had an open spot, needed a guard. So I went out there, played about three or four games. Um, same kind of deal, just kind of played my role. They decided they wanted to bring in a big guy. So 13th guy gets sent home. Right. That's me. Uh, and so uh, one, about this time, Coach Hansen called and uh, kind of presented an opportunity for me to get into the coaching side up at UNO. Okay. Um, the official title was But the, before then, though, didn't you go to Scranton? Oh, yeah. Man, you remember better than I do. Yeah, man. man. See, now I'm all over this. Yeah, <laughs> so I did. I played out in the East Coast in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, I can't even remember the name of the league, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, I had an opportunity to, to get paid to play basketball. And, you know, that was a goal of mine since yeah. however long. So I was able to do that. Um, and then that's when I kind of got that call from Coach Hansen. Okay, okay. So you you went you after that you decided to go into the coaching thing. Yeah. And you did that for I think the director of what was your the t- director of basketball operations. Yes. Okay. Yep, you yep. did that for UNO at first. Yep. I did that for two years. And then you then, and then what? And went to Southwestern Community College in Creston, Iowa. Right. Uh, a guy right. Uh, Todd Lawrenson, who coached me at UNO got the head job there, um, and then. Obviously, we had that connection, so he presented an opportunity for me to to really go into coaching because the operations side is kind of more logistics. Right, right, right. You're setting up everything. Yeah, I got you. I tell people it's like uh, that job is kind of like an offensive lineman. You you don't get noticed unless you mess up. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He jumped outside. Yeah, yeah. Or or, uh, quarterback gets sacked. Now they they blast him. (laughs) Bullock would have got that block. Right, right, right. So, you know, the bus wasn't there. The the meals weren't prepared. Right, right. The plane tickets, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, and then I was able to coach out there for two years with him and had some success there and then returned back. Okay, and then you came back to UNO as an assistant coach. Yep, came back full-time assistant, um, fulfilling to get another dream of mine of, of coaching at the Division One level. I wanted to coach and play, mm-hmm. so I kind of checked both of those boxes. Obviously, uh, it didn't quite amount to the, the tournament, the national tournament, like like I had hoped. Uh, we were, I was there for four seasons. We played in the conference championship game twice. Uh, unfortunately, we went 0-2 in those games, but, you know, going through the transition, and I give Coach Hansen a ton of credit uh, for that. Going through that transition is tough. Yeah, um, right. You have to go four years. You can't play in the postseason. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. So so to recruit to that and sustain the level in which he sustained uh, is something that I've always uh, not taken lately. Well, hey, look at here, man. We're going to take a quick break. Don't y'all go nowhere. We'll be back with more from Tyler Bullock. Hey, this is what is this? This is 93.7 The Ticket. To get your happy on now. We'll be right back, y'all.